You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello folks, you are listening to the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. My name is Aaron O'Connor. It is the 23rd day of January 2024. Something different this week. Um, we, you know, we were going to do um, a look back at uh, Wrestle Kingdom and a few bits on Bob's, but um, something happened uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, some unfortunate news. Uh, Francisco Chiazzo, uh, independent wrestler out of the US, uh, unfortunately passed away. And a very good friend of the show, Andy Knowles reached out to me to come on and talk about it. So we have one of our first interviews that we've done. We haven't really done an interview in a while. Um, I know we've had some guests on, but uh, actual interviews, interviews has been a very long time. Actually, last time we had Andy on the show was 2014. So exactly 10 years ago. So that's, that's wild to think. So, uh, you know, really good interview. Uh, great to have Andy on. Uh, he, of course, was the host of uh, the Pro Wrestling Rewind from uh, ESPN Radio. And yeah, I mean, having him on is fantastic. Uh, hopefully, he'll come back on more regularly, and uh, we'll get to enjoy his unique takes. N- nobody uh, breaks down wrestling like Andy Knowles, so it's great to have him on. But unfortunately, we did have to get into some sad news um, of the passing of another wrestler, and it, it has been a while since since we've had something like this. But uh, during the show, we we didn't actually get to mention the GoFundMe. Um, now it, it's it's live at the moment, and you know the stuff we go into. In the show, we'll kind of explain um, the costs involved of being a wrestler, and particularly uh, the healthcare costs. So, um, if you do want to help um, help out a little bit, you can. You can go over to GoFundMe.com uh, forward slash F forward slash Francisco Chiazzo. and that should take you uh, to the GoFundMe. Um, it reads here. Uh, obviously, they're they're trying to get a goal a goal of nine thousand dollars. They have actually got past uh, that goal but um, do try to give what you can uh, it reads quote to all who have stood by us in these tough times your support has been invaluable Why we while we've reached our initial GoFundMe target the expenses for the funeral arrangements and securing a resting place for Frank next to his mother have gone beyond our initial estimates we humbly ask for your continued ger- generosity to help meet these unforeseen costs thank you uni so yeah there you go guys even though it did reach it uh, you know they still need um, a fair amount of help. So give what you can. And uh, the link to that will be in the the show notes. 
and also on our shows, our social media as well. If this is your first time checking out the show, please go over to uh, nerdtoknowmedia.com, com, where you can find a link to all of our shows and also find a link to our social media where you can reach out and... Um, and contact us that way also so guys I, I'm going to stop talking here and we're going to get into the show proper uh, thank you so much to Andy for coming on the show we hope to have you back in the future hey everybody you're listening to the Power Andy Knowles formerly of the Pro Wrestling Rewind on ESPN Radio and you are listening to the Wrestling Rewind right here on Phoenix 92.5 My name is Daryl Connor. You're listening to the Wrestling Rewind, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. And the only wrestling podcast you should be listening to um, as we're coming up to the Royal Rumble and the road to WrestleMania. I am not alone, but I'm not joined by the one and oh, uh, Mr. Martin Herity. I'm joined by a returning guest, a very special guest, someone who I'm a big fan of, someone who I admire quite a lot. And uh, it's my pleasure to have him back on uh, the Rewind, a show that he actually pretty much started so this is like a, a progenitor of, uh, of of our show um it is of course andy the power knows andy welcome sir how are you <laughs> how are you it's been a while it's been a minute oh sir. man has it it's been forever like it's it's just been it's 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 incredible from you know from my time on the pro wrestling rewind to see how the wrestling radio industry has evolved and you've taken the reins and done such a phenomenal job Thank with, you, with your program and uh, uh, really the, the the heart of professional wrestling across the pond, really with your pulse uh, on the nation status of professional wrestling. It's uh, it is truly it is my honor uh, to be on the show uh, today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. A lot to talk about. We do. And look, I'll be honest with you. Um, I always love having you on the show. It has been a while. I, I think you're a first guest in, a, in, a, in about two years, which is weird because we. We went through a pandemic and we had less guests. It's, it's a whole thing, but uh, you know, so we will have you on the guest uh, on on the show as a guest in the future, Andy. But sure. I, I wanted to get you on today, um, n- not for happy reasons, unfortunately. No. Um, one of the things that plagues professional wrestling, and you know, it, it's kind of good that it's it's happening less. So when it does happen now, it, it is quite a shock. But we've had some major losses in the past uh, year with Bray Wyatt, of course, um, be, being probably one of the biggest ones. But w- you know, you have a personal connection with with uh, a tragic loss that's just happened. Literally in the past two hours, it's breaking now. Uh, Impact, uh, TNA Wrestling, are, are have just run a piece on it as well, and it, it seems to be doing the round of the wrestling media. So I'm going to give you the floor and kind of explain uh, what happened and uh, more about the loss that we we just suffered. Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll try, and I am by no means the the expert on this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many others who could tell a a much better story than I. Um, but, uh, for those of you and, and, uh, and in all honesty, I, I would not expect a lot of your fans to know this name, but, uh, unfortunately, um, it's been about, uh, 48 hours now. I know it's just breaking, uh, uh, now, but, uh, Francisco Chiazzo, um, uh, also wrestled as the name under the name Frankie Capone, uh, tragically passed away. Uh, he, um, he wasn't a guy that uh, you would know. However, I would recommend if you have a streaming service to look for a movie called Journeyman, and it's a 2019 documentary 
that uh, uh, really sheds a tremendous light on the world of professional wrestling, specifically the uh, wrestlers on the independent circuit and and what they must overcome and what they must endure before they can get to TNA, WWE, AEW. And um, um, he tragically passed away uh, in his sleep. I believe it was congenital uh, heart failure. Stormy Lee, his wife, had posted uh, online. I apologize. I don't have that information right here in front of me right now. So uh, I don't believe it was congestive heart failure. I believe it was congenital. Um, I'll get that confirmed. Um, but I have a personal connection with this because before the rewind, our rewind, the pro wrestling rewind, which I'm uh, told you can still go to archive.org and and uh, still find some uh, some programs. I, of course, have kept a lot of my programs here. Um, there was a gentleman by the name of Shooter Storm who was a professional wrestler here in the upstate New York area, um, was wrestling uh, for in Florida and in Tennessee. And I not got to know him quite well. He has unfortunately passed away. And... Um, we did a, a show that I ring announced for here uh, called Fight for the Mind. And he um, it was a charity event for uh, Alzheimer's research with the proceeds going to Alzheimer's. And um, Shooter Storm took the show to Tennessee and asked me if I would come down. And I drove down with a couple of wonderful gentlemen, the Barbarians, uh, which were uh, a, a crazy tag team. It was an interesting 17-hour drive, but we uh, <laughs> drove imagine. from yeah, we drove from upstate New York down to uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and it was there um, I got to meet uh, Frankie and his wife uh, Stormy. Uh, they weren't married at the time, um, but I, I cannot say enough about the generosity of this man. He played a tremendous heel. He played the New York mobster character, uh, the Godfather type character, the mm. Tony Soprano type character, and did it so well. Yeah. The heat that this man could draw on him was absolutely amazing. And um, him and his wife were, 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 were so, so gracious. They allowed uh, myself, the barbarians, to stay in their apartment uh, mm. in Tennessee while we worked uh, the show, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you, um, while there were some tremendous names on this card, uh, Jim Cornette was there, uh, we had uh, Chase Stevens, uh, one half of the uh, uh, former uh, NWA World Tag Team Champion uh, with TNA Wrestling, uh, we had um, just some incredible names, uh, Firework Fox Vineyard was there, um, who's another great uh, uh, talent fixture here in upstate New York. And uh, we had Frankie and the Barbarians. And really what what should have been a, a great show turned out to be a disaster. It was best of the best wrestling. And uh, Jim Cornette uh, famously said on his podcast, uh, if ever you see an event with best of the best wrestling, uh, make a run for the door. And that's exactly what happened. We had the first <laughs> match and the ring broke. Uh, we oh, had my God. To, we had to stop tape and put the ring back together. Uh, and then uh, we came back on the air and uh, did the second match and the ring uh, broke again. And come to find out what had happened was is the retaining bolts on the corner weren't uh, weren't there. They weren't installed. So wow. what was happening was is uh, the boards that keep the mats 
uh, in place were actually separated. And so it was it was an interesting night. And um, at the time that the ring broke, and this is what what really made me a, a Francisco Chiato fan, when the ring broke and uh, we had uh, we had nothing scheduled, we had nothing planned. There were no backstage interviews uh, that that I was conducting. I was um, uh, I was doing the ring announcing. And so trying to fill time, I went and spoke to some of the fans and got to talking to them, thinking to myself, oh, my God, I can't keep doing this for very long. Um, you know, I, I can't keep coming up and asking fans what they love about professional wrestling, what brought them here, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and then the next thing I know, Francisco Chiazzo comes out and Stormy Lee come out and he grabs the microphone from me and he pushes me aside. And I was never more happy to have had a wrestler put his hands on me uh, simply so that he could go off on a tirade um, that fortunately lasted long enough uh, for us to get the ring back together and continue the show. Um, an absolute gentleman's gentleman. And what was um, terrible and about that show was how it ended in that um, uh, the, the show, the, the taping lasted way too long. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Cornette was supposed to come out and broadcast. Um, that didn't happen. Jim Cornette ended up leaving. Um, the promoter uh, of the event, Shooter Storm, actually got into, almost got into a physical altercation with Jim Cornette's uh, handler. And I'll uh, famously, uh, as I'm sitting in the back, Watching this after the show, one of the barbarians looked over to me and said, uh, welcome to the business. Uh, it was my uh, anointing. And uh, the next day, uh, um, I was sitting in Frankie's living room, and Frankie was uh, uh, trying to explain to Shooter, you know, what he did, you know, well and what he didn't do well. Um, and uh, he was he was so gracious even when he was angry at you. Um mm. And uh, the next day, uh, after this debacle of a show, the next day we drove to Pell City, Alabama, and for a GCW event. GCW is uh, is huge uh, in that particular market. And um, although I, uh, there was a misunderstanding uh, for what I was going to be doing. Um, that's neither here nor there, but, uh, the barbarians were scheduled to, uh, to wrestle the GCW, uh, tag team champions. Uh, and Frankie was scheduled to wrestle in a, uh, fatal four way for the GCW, the, the newly minted championship belt that they had created. It was a brand new belt. Uh, um, they put it up in a fatal four way and, uh, he was getting booed out the building, something fierce. The, the heat that these two could draw, uh, uh, Stormy Lee, you can YouTube it. Go in and YouTube Francisco Chiazzo and, and see, you know, you're not going to see very large crowds. Right. Um, but uh, the heat that this man could draw was amazing. And I remember when he won the GCW championship, I was one of only four people that were clapping in the arena, myself, <laughs> Stormy Lee, maybe the Barbarians, uh, as everybody else was booing him out the building. And um, uh, the love that this man had for the sport, he was, um, um, like I said, he worked for uh, for old school championship wrestling. Uh, he, he spent some time in the WCW power plant. 
the 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 organizations this man wrestled in or or a who's who he wrestled um in ipw fip uh there was a short-lived wrestling program called ring warriors that him and his tag team uh partner actually he had a couple of partners uh mm. but um aj slambino who i also got to meet uh during that stint down in tennessee who's another absolute class act um uh, D1PW, ACW, World Wrestling uh, Network, the AIWF, uh, NWA Florida, Vintage Wrestling, Coastal Championship Wrestling, uh, Lariat Pro Wrestling. Um, you know, what else am I missing? Um, you know, he wrestled the big ones, for TNA, the big ones. I mean, WWE. NWA, it, absolutely. He wrestled uh, for uh, for Deep South. Yeah. Um, so this wasn't a guy uh th- this wasn't a guy that this was 27 years this guy was in the business and mm. y- you you look at a lot of these wrestlers that you know that they're, they're, they're giving it every night giving it every night and they're going in the wrestling for crowds that are you know uh uh 50 70 people and you know why do they do it well they do it in the hopes that maybe somehow they might get noticed and, and the, uh and there's one thing as well on the yeah. like not only you know did he wrestle everywhere like you can just going through twitter here or or the articles that actually you know again he was 48 mm-hmm. so he wasn't he wasn't that old no uh, but through the article you can see that there is a massive outpouring from wrestlers and one of the reasons and one of the one of the reason here it seems to be is because he was a head trainer in these places as well so he wasn't yeah. only wrestling he seems like he was actually one of a linchpin figures in these places you know, and, and that's and that's something that I think we should hear as well, because it's like, right, well, not only was he a great guy, and he genuinely seems like he was a phenomenal guy from what I can hear, but also, like, he actually cared. He, he wanted to bring up this new generation as well. And that's something that you can kind of, like, even just going through these articles, you can just see, and that's brought up again and again and again. Yeah, he was the head trainer of uh, uh, the WWN. Um, he did uh, a lot of work there, and... Um, it 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 goes you know at some point and we see it with the john cena's of the world where they they get to a point in their career where they've done it all and now they have to give back and we get so excited yeah. when we see the john cena's of the world come back and they 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 get an opportunity to wrestle for the the US heavyweight championship or um you know the world heavyweight championship or the universal title what whatever and then we get so upset when they when they lose but you know it's it's about putting the next generation over you know that you, mm. you can't be hulk hogan forever you can't no. be rick flair forever uh at some point there has to be a, ne- a new generation and he was one of those guys that that realized that and understood it and and what's amazing to me about frankie's story and like i said i i knew the man for a very short period of time i've, I've had interactions with him um, you know, through through Facebook Messenger, um, I, I didn't stay in contact with him as much as, as some of these other guys. That's what I'm saying. I, I am I am woefully, and I'll be the first one to admit, I am woefully uh, unqualified to to speak um, when there are so many others that could speak better. Right. But um, it 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 really is amazing to me. This man who, like I said, wrestled in front of shows, 50, 70, maybe 100 people, had an opportunity with the AWA in Tennessee, was living in Florida, uprooted mm. himself, uprooted Stormy Lee, went to Tennessee, and 
the promotion bombed. Now, right. they were making decent money until all of a sudden they weren't. And and I, I'm not going to get into the whys and the wherefores because that's really unimportant. But he literally was broke. He literally mm. had he 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 said it himself in his documentary. Go and see it. I mean, and and so many wrestlers live the story where they'll yeah. they'll they'll drive 17 hours to make a couple hundred bucks, and and you know they're eating Taco Bell to stay alive, and and they're driving home. Um, and there's so many. And it wrestlers. is. I'm sorry. And it is on Amazon Prime now. It is sorry. It is on Amazon Prime now. If oh, you're journeyman, you know, uh, then I, I yeah. would recommend to your listeners. That they 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 watch it, um, not just for um, you know, not just to uh, to to honor you know Frankie's memory, but really this this gives you a tremendous look. This isn't like Total Divas, okay. Right. This isn't like watching um, um, uh, Captain Irrelevant, um, mm. uh, The Miz and uh, <laughs> and and Maurice, who you know her her and I have a history, but. Um, <laughs> You know, and you know about that. Oh, I know about uh, it. I do. So, I do. You know, it's it, this isn't like that at all. This is this 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 is what ninety percent of professional wrestlers have to go through day in and day out in the sheer hope that one day they may get a call from the WWE in the hopes that one day they might make it on to NXT eventually to the main roster or AEW or Japan or something where it becomes feasible for them to continue what they're doing. I mm. met, I'm not going to say who it is because I, I don't want to get him in trouble, but um, uh, one of the wrestlers that I met when I was uh, in Tennessee at this, uh, at this pay-per-view event, uh, this wasn't his day job. His day job, he was a district manager for a retail sporting event. He was taking phone calls from his stores uh, that were having issues while he was preparing for a professional wrestling event. So, uh, you know, kudos to a lot of these guys that can find a way to make it work. But there are so many guys like Frankie. This was their life. This is what they, they uh, this is what he aspired to. And it's, it's, it's really it, it, it's it's really sad. It was it was sad for us to lose Shooter Storm once again. A name, Shooter Storm's only fame to claim to fame. And I remember this. I'm going to go off on a tangent here, real quick. Oh, feel but free. He uh, he had reached out to me. Him and I had stayed in contact. Uh, he had an opportunity to go and be on a WWE pay per view, where his moment was going to be Braun Strowman running down a hallway and beating up everybody and coming up against this little guy. He was shorter than me. He was like five foot one, five foot two, only to have Braun Strowman lift him up and throw him. And, uh, and I remember, I think he made, uh, um, uh, it was less than a thousand dollars. I think he made for that appearance and it was his only WWE appearance. And, um, you know, that's, and, and he did end up working a, a WWE dark match, but he didn't end up uh, getting signed. But, um, you know, this is what these guys, you know, work for just to have that that one opportunity, that one event. And I think where professional wrestling fans now are so spoiled and the ones that don't really understand the business, they get so spoiled that they think that this is some glamorous, you know, life that they live. 
And uh, and it's really not. It's there no. is a tremendous stress on these on these performers, on these entertainers. They have to come up with the next big move. They have to come up with the next big spot. They have to come up with the next big thing that is going to keep them relevant and continue to give them a paycheck because there is no pensions in professional wrestling. You can't collect unemployment. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're fired, you are, you are an independent contractor, um, for, for, for tax purposes, you know, unless you're on the payroll and you're, you know, doing something inside, you know, the back of triple H isn't complaining right now, you know, triple H he's getting a steady paycheck, you know, he's getting his medical and his taking, you know, you know, a lot of these guys would love to be in a position like that. And uh, and they're not. And um, I mean, so I, we, I think I, I, yeah. I think with this, it, it, it's interesting uh, because, like, as you said, like, it's a very, very good point. Like, I think um, for, for the longest time, this kind of stuff happened, you know, where wrestlers yeah. would, would would just drop dead, you know, and it was it was terrifying. Like it was it was a really big problem. And I mean, uh, this is kind of a shock because it is a rarity now. Um, but it, it it's it's interesting that like. A lot of the parallels um, to what we've talked about also again happened with Bray, and, and Bray died like yes. last year. But he that's also another, that's another upstate New York wrestler. He's he is he's he's uh, five hours down the road, four and a half hours down the road from me here in upstate New York, down in Rochester. Absolutely, you know. but what's weird about it is like when when he he did die. There, even you mentioned Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman struggled a lot uh, with that exact issue, where he was making good money, like more money than he's ever made in his life, but it wasn't enough to cover the hotels. Oh, and and the you traveling. said, "I got to correct. I got to correct something." You said Bray Wyatt. I was thinking Brody Lee. My apologies. Oh, sorry, was, sorry. Brody Lee was from Rochester, not Bray. Uh, but anyway, continue. I'm sorry. No, but but still, you know, a member of the Wyatt family, and again, he passed what well, maybe three years ago. So that's yeah. That that was also a huge loss, but, but like um, the fact that even now, well, this was probably four or five, maybe seven years ago, wrestlers are still running into this issue of, as you said, trying to not only you know be the next big thing, work the matches, deal with the injuries, live, but then also deal with everything else that comes with it, and that's the, at a big scale. And then you bring it down to the local independent stuff, and those guys are going to do the exact same thing. So, I mean, I ha- I haven't seen Journeyman. I will watch Journeyman because, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely something that I think a lot of people should watch. You have to. If, if you want to, if you want to get a handle on what's going on in the professional wrestling industry today, even though that film was made in 2019, it's it's still relevant today. You you really owe it to yourself to watch it. And and what concerns me now. To, to tie this in with what we're seeing with professional wrestling now are these these kids and and that's what they are. I, mm. I can say that because now now I'm in my 50s, if you can believe it. Wow. But now I can say that. These kids that are coming up into the industry, they're getting hurt. Yeah. And they're getting hurt severely. Your current WWE World Heavyweight Champion is has is has suffered an injury. It seems like every week somebody is getting injured. And, I mean, and it doesn't look, it, have to be that way. I, I don't understand it. I mean, look, we talked a little bit this before we went on air. One of the reasons I'm not an AEW fan is because I don't think, like Darby Allen, I don't really see the point of going out and wanting to put yourself in a wheelchair when you're like 40. <laughs> right. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, dude, 
go go live a life you know your wrestling is is supposed to be no. it, it, it it's it's a work sport obviously and it's entertainment but right the whole point is you don't end up crippled you know what right. i mean, I mean uh, it just seems that seems to be the opposite for some people it's weird one of the things that if uh one of the things um another thing if you if another um youtube that you could uh look for um was the um Oh my goodness! I'm having a blank right now. This is I'm I'm showing I'm showing my age now, having a <laughs> mental block. But I remember uh, an interview with um, uh, Medusa, Sting, Bobby Heenan, and Roddy Piper, and it was on oh, what was the name? I, I know I, this I, one. Yeah, was, uh, I cannot think of the guy's America. name. Yeah, and yeah. how terrible is that? Anyway, and so Sting said, "Look, I can take a chair and I can hit somebody in the back." And I can do it, and you're not going to get hurt. Now, I can do it in yeah. such a way that, that, that I can make it sound real and make it look real. If I'm doing my job properly, you're not getting hurt. And I think what's, uh, what's happening now is it's a little bit more over the top. Not that wrestlers now – now I'm going to show my age. Not that wrestlers back in the 90s and in the 80s and the 70s you know, weren't getting hurt. They just weren't advertising it as much as they are right now. But the level of injury that we are seeing from these athletes today, I would argue, doesn't compare to the type of injuries that we were seeing 20, 30, uh, uh, 40 years ago, even though the sport has evolved. And I say that because you're seeing a lot more, uh, you're seeing a lot more aerial yeah, which back in the day was more of a was more spectacle than sport, and um and 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 these guys are getting hurt, and you know and that and can, that's how and that's how Seth Rollins got injured. He was doing a, a lion salt, right? So, is the lion salt necessary when I want you to if 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 you want to learn about match psychology, I strongly recommend to your listeners go back find any match from 1985 to 1988 from Jim Crockett Promotions, the old National Wrestling Alliance, and take a look at some of the psychology. Magnum TA, Nikita Koloff, best of seven. There was mm. hardly any aerial action in the match because there didn't need to be. And, no. and you could make the argument, well, you know, Nikita Koloff was this big Russian bang and TA was, you know, was 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 the All-American. There didn't need to be a lot of aerial action. Most of the, the, the action was to the mat. Maybe there would be the odd drop kick. But it was the psychology of the story that these guys told. Now it's evolved to where you've got to have that spot. You've got to have that pop. And they're they're going so over the top, these kids that they are hurting themselves and they're they're going out for extended periods of time and then it's it's and and i apologize if i'm not allowed to say this can i say bastardize on the air yes and you totally can okay good all right so it's become a bastardization uh a bastardizing of the of the sport in such a way that we've we've tried to evolve and elevate the sport to to a point you know how how much more evolving can this do? People people are getting hurt. Here's what's happening: people are getting hurt, and it's it's causing a bastardization in the product. Because now, what's going to happen with Seth Rollins? Are, are they going to strip the title from him? For we don't know. We'll, fi- we'll we'll find yeah. out in thirty minutes. Right. I mean, that's how they're, that's are, how they're starting they, off raw. 
There's there there's supposed to be a 30-day rule. Sometimes the WWE enforces it, sometimes they don't. That's part of my problem, yeah. is there's no consistency. So are they gonna drop? Probably not, because mm. here you are, you're you're getting close to mania, and you know, it's it is annoying. You feel for these kids that are getting hurt. You, you you really do because, like I said, it's it's taken away from you know from themselves. Fortunately, you can still have merchandise. You can still do appearances, the kind of things that you may not have been able to do, you know, 30, 40 years ago. But um, you know what happens? You know, you come back and you get hurt again. I mean, look at Edge. You know, here's yeah. a guy. He had, you know, his career was over. Uh, another wrestler. I'm I'm very proud to say that I, I had a, a tremendous opportunity to to meet. There's another story there too. If you ever want to hear my Edge story, I'll tell you that. But Absolutely. um. Uh, you know, here's a guy that, you know, he, he's he's come back, but he's been smart about the way he's returned to mm. to to do his best to ensure that he's he's not going to put himself in the position to get injured. I, I think that, you know, a lot of these wrestlers that that were around 20 years ago, they're making comebacks are, are, are smart. I think in some cases smarter than a lot of these kids that are, well, look, you know, that are I, I would, wrestling. I, Again, I've already named Darby Allen as, as someone who I, I think is, you know, case in point of this kind of wrestling. And I know Martin has said, you know, well, that's the point. I'm like, okay, it's, it's a silly point. Um, but like, oh, you have people. It's silly that the kids. It's oh, it's silly that the kids should go out there and 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 go flipping around, spinning around, and 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 I'll admit it. It looks cool. Let me give you. Let me give you an example. Leaping Lanny Poffo, Randy Savage's brother. Did yes. a move off the second rope, did a backflip off the second rope. Okay. Spectacular, but mildly effective. How many times did Leaping Lenny Poffo ever went? Well, your listeners will probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but you know, just because you can flip and do a 180 in the air and and land on somebody doesn't mean it's going to look like it's an effective enough move to knock That's somebody down for a three yep. count. And that's, that's what very, you're trying to do. You have to make me believe that the move that you're putting on your, this individual is so devastating that it could potentially knock them out for a count of three or 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 knock them out, period, for for a count of ten and 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 and, and end it that way. I mean, th- this is this is the craziness of this. And how many times do you see Finishing maneuver after finishing maneuver, and and guys are kicking out, and guys are kicking out once again. Bastardization of the product, right? If a guy's got a finishing move, he hits it once. Take a look. Uh, uh, one of the best matches. If if I were to ever meet John Cena, and he were to ever ask me what his best match was, the best match that John Cena ever had, in my opinion, was the match where he lost to Brock Lesnar, where Brock mm. Lesnar peppered him, yeah, with 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 um. With back suplex after back suplex, and John Cena would come up and he'd have a very short flurry, and then Brock Lesnar would shot would 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 stop him again. That's the yes. kind of ring psychology that I think a lot of these high flying kids are missing by by not telling a more effective ground game story and really becoming more dependent on the 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 high spots now. You know, down in Mexico, they live and die by those kind of moves. You know, I get it. Uh, the same with, you know, with Japanese wrestlers. I I, look, I I get it. Andy, I really like Canadian destroyers. Okay. Oh, I yeah. think they look, I think they look amazing. But the thing about it is one looks amazing. Four in a row looks less amazing. 
There's Absolutely. a good there's a good phrase, and Gary used to say it all the time on this show. If every move is five stars, nothing is. And Absolutely. I think and I think that's the problem with this kind of this kind of style. It's creeped into WWE. It's a big thing in AEW. TNA to and it, you know, has actually they found the balance in my opinion. I've you know I've gone to bat for TNA for years, and their new product's great. Andy, you probably really like it. It's it's it's, it's a good mix of everything, but you know it, they were guilty of it too. One of the first uh, moves they did in the pay per view was a Canadian Destroyer. The show right. just started, and it's right. like okay, okay, oh, that's awesome. But now everything has to go from that point. You know, they've moved where the bar is. Instead of just being two guys trying to beat each other up and, and win, it's like, well, I'm going to do six Canadian destroyers and 15 backflips, and that's right. what's going to happen. You know, and it it it, it does dilute what you, uh, like it dilutes two or three things: the suspension of disbelief, the overall product, and the health of the guys in the ring, which I mean right. are all important things. And and it's not until someone dies, someone actually. Is no longer with us that we we sit back and take stock of this because at the right. end of the day it, I, it's very easy to, to to sit back and go oh sure sure they're professionals this is not real and you're like right. no they're people and it is so it very so much here's where I'm going to be here's where I'm going to be the devil's advocate on this sure is is it's okay if you're going to do that and I'm I'm going to use Diamond Dallas Page as an example and the Diamond right. Cutter. Yes. And the diamond cutter is basically just it's 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 like a stone cold stunner, except you're you're dropping the guy right complete. You're taking your whole body and you drop it right completely down. Very similar to what you know, what Randy Orton does. Yeah, it's an RKO. And, basically. Yeah. yeah, it's like the RKO. And what and, and I'll use Randy Orton on the same example is their ability to get their finishing move from situations beyond the norm somebody coming off the top rope somebody coming off of a flip somebody coming you know thinking that they have the they have control then all of a sudden boom somebody hits you with a with an rko or a diamond cutter that's entertaining that's not overkill that's not overuse very good point because you're you're, you're finding a way and this is where i think a lot of these wrestlers now these aerial tacticians they need and this is where I play devil's advocate because there has to be an element of risk. If if you're saying change up what you're doing to make it more believable, you're adding an additional level of potential risk to not only the wrestler that's receiving the move, but the wrestler that has to give the move mm-hmm. as well. But you know, call me crazy. I never, I have yet to see you know Randy Orton or you know or even Diamond Dallas Page go you know, back in the day. You know, modifying uh, uh, um, you know the the, the RKO, um, you know, or the the diamond cutter, you know, just because somebody came off the rope or, or came at you a different way. So there has to be a balance there somewhere. But at the rate this at the rate they're going now, there's a reason why WWE has NXT, ladies and gentlemen. It's because they have to keep turning out people to go to the main roster because people on the main roster are getting injured. Yep. I mean, look, that's the thing. And it, it, that your analysis there with the RKO or diamond cutter is incredible because, uh, you know, what was one of the biggest spots at Survivor Series? Again, nobody remembers Survivor Series because Punk showed up and it, that's, that's, that's just wiped out the pay-per-view from everybody's mind. Yep. I remember because I was watching it and I forget pretty much everything that happened in that show except for Punk returning. 
And I did actually call that. So, you know, anyway, that's a whole other thing. People can go back and listen to that <laughs> your first time. I did say that was going to happen. But, um, I mean, there was a spot in the in the, in the the War Games match um, where, where there was an RKO from the, the top of the cage. Like, he caught he, he caught someone midair. Yeah. I think it was McDonough. Yeah, he caught McDonough coming off, off the top of the rope. And it was yeah. actually amazing. It's like, whoa. And here's the thing. That's an incredibly safe spot to take. You know, it is. You know, it, it's not... You know, McDonald was resting the next day and looked fine, you know. Right. Um, but then again, by by what we're going with, because Randy Orton is so safe and he is that kind of, uh, he's a master uh, uh, ring psychologist, younger kids would be there in that same spot and they're like, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump off this and do a, a moonsault completely unprotected through 26 tables. You're like, yeah, you don't, you don't have to do that. But, no, but they would. you don't. You know, they, they and would, and they will, and that's the and thing. they, will, they yeah. will, and they'll continue to do it until they end up injured or dead, one yeah. of the two, and yeah. and and for what? Um, you a hot know, dog and a handshake. Uh, a hot dog and a handshake. Fifty bucks. Mean, fifty bucks. How, yeah, many, that's the how many? You know, how many wrestlers are going to these? And, and you can see them on YouTube that that go to these shows, and and Shooter Storm. It was just it was just at the time my my mother had just passed away in uh, 2019, and Shooter invited me to come down. Uh, to a show down in uh, New York City, and I was in no I was in no place to do it. I said, you know, I, I had just come back uh, from British Columbia, and um, um, you know, getting my mom's affairs. I, I really didn't want anything to do with anything at that point. And right. uh, in a in a way, I'm kind of glad I I didn't go because it was it was it was a show I you know that probably only had like 30 or 40 people in it. But I think mm. the only people that were there. Were the wrestlers and the family and friends that the wrestlers came with, which were probably the only people in the show. But, yeah, I believe um, it. Yeah. So, and you get a lot of shows like that. You but, um, you know, it's, it's these kids that are going and working these shows, they're trying to do some spectacular moves that they, they desperately hope and understandably so. I, I'm, I'm not belittling what they're doing. I am just simply, you know, questioning the you know is there a way that this can be done in a much more safe fashion so people aren't getting hurt or they are not working themselves to a point where the next thing you know we're we're reading about you know and it could be somebody you know and we're reading about them passing away in their sleep because you know because of a situation you know, that, that could have happened with, you know, with a training regimen, with, you know, whatever. And and I'm not, I, I cannot speak for Frankie's medical history. I, I certainly would not speak on behalf of of, of Stormy Lee, who I, I did yeah. have a very, very, very brief uh, uh, Facebook messenger, you know, interaction where I just, you know, I I, I, I had mentioned the, the, the event in 2019 and how sorry I was and, uh, um, you know, and, and, and she responded, you know, God bless her. I'm sure she's had a lot of that in the past. 48 yeah. hours but and she's but, an accomplished wrestler herself but but the thing about frankie is now i i have i have looked it up here yeah. they don't know it's still undetermined what his mm. cause of death was stormy actually posted uh stormy posted on her facebook okay with the, okay with the gofundme and i and i do okay. want to mention the uh the gofundme if you if you will Brilliant. indulge me a moment of course i am i wasn't aware to, of this yeah i'm i'm gonna go back here and i'm gonna see if i can find she did announce that um um, uh, Dobie's funeral home is going to be, um, um, handling, um, the funeral arrangements. Um, and actually 
you can go to uh, to you can go on Facebook and and um, and go to Stormy Lee's page. And that was another thing, Frankie will tell you. They were Francisco Chiazzo and Stormy Lee twenty four seven. They didn't have like their own separate Facebook pages. You know, they they were their they were their characters. And wow. um, it, but it, for, I will say one thing about Frankie real quick is I'm looking for this uh, this post that she had mentioned. Um, it just goes to prove that the heels. In professional wrestling, are probably the nicest guys on the planet. No offense to oh, yeah. faces, yeah. but I believe um, that though. I mean, that's usually the way it is, isn't it? Every yeah, every heel that I have met in this industry has been an absolute gem, and not Same. every not every face, not every face. Yeah, but there are some faces, and I'm not going to name names, but there have been some faces in this industry that have been absolute jerks. So. Look, as I said, you know, on this show. Um, I'm a big fan of Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> He's been a heel, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. So, I mean, come on, the, I, any heel I've ever talked to or or been around, uh, they've always been super awesome. And the faces, yeah, <laughs> you'd be surprised, you really would. But uh, I mean, yeah, Andy, look, I mean, what well, uh, this is going out on uh, Tuesday, so obviously it, it's going out live pretty much after this is breaking. So uh, the golf, do you have a golf fund fund me up there now at the moment? Yes, and of course, and of course, the technology doesn't want to. Uh, the technology doesn't want to cooperate right now. It's probably Frankie messing with me, knowing <laughs> that I'm uh, knowing that I'm talking about him. Well, um, well, what 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 we'll do is um, for all the listeners on Phoenix Fem, yeah. we will we will put it on our social media, and then obviously uh, in the podcast as well, it will be in the show notes. So, guys, look, That'd be great. You know, if you go if you go over and, and and give what you can, I mean, you know, wrestlers, uh, these were not mega stars; these were just. Uh, Wrestlers going out for the the craft of it, for the love of professional wrestling. Uh, give what you can, because I mean, yeah, you know, uh, funerals and medical expenses are not cheap in the U.S. You talk absolutely. You they talk about some of the you talk about some of the names. Adam Pierce. Yep. Um, had had uh, Montel uh, Vontavious Porter. Oh, it's a huge. Uh, it's a really... it's a who's who really. Macadonna. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. It it really is. I have to say, I mean. <sighs> It, it, it's really sad to see, but it's also really uplifting to see that yes. the wrestling community is, is coming together like this. Oh, I'm so angry at myself right now because I, I, I made a point to ensure that I had the GoFundMe information here at my fingertips. And of course, the page is now all of a sudden just totally gone away. But anyway, yeah, that's okay. We'll that, we, we will have we'll it. We'll definitely we, get that out to you. Absolutely. We will. Yeah, like guys, yeah, and if you're listening on the radio, if you're listening on Phoenix Femme, please go over to our social media. It will be there. And uh, when I'm edited in the show as well, I'll, I'll, I'll pop it in there as well, Andy. So, so don't be worrying. I appreciate that. It's all good. But listen, man, we are going to leave it there. Uh, we're almost at time for uh, the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. The been... Wrestling Rewind. The Wrestling Rewind. Am I allowed to have it? The Wrestling Rewind. <laughs> Not the Pro Wrestling Rewind. The no. Wrestling Rewind. Uh, absolutely yeah there's only one pro wrestling rewind and there's and we're the wrestling rewind so andy know <laughs> that distinction is very very important sir but uh guys listen if you don't know who uh, uh andy Knowles is you should uh google the pro wrestling rewind it's one of the finest wrestling shows that you will ever find and i'm not just saying that because he's 
he he's right on the the end of the line here. But uh, you can't find them. They're on archive dot uh, archive.org. There are a bunch of shows there as well, Andy. Pro you wrestling's don't... pro wrestling's truth detector. Always and still. <laughs> and still because on loan from god i could go on and on but i'm not going to because it's your show but anyway well uh, look i mean <laughs> andy you're 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 spot on there with uh with lot your analysis that i didn't even i didn't even think about so i have to hand it to you i really do i appreciate it thank you for having me on it was it was a tremendous pleasure thank you Really great to have Andy on. Uh, very much appreciate his time. Hopefully we'll have him more uh, on the future because one of the things that we used to do a lot on the International Desk is actually have guests on regularly. So that's something I want to kind of bring back. And uh, absolutely fantastic to have him on. It's just unfortunate that it was under, um, you know, sad circumstances. But that link is on our social media. It is in the show notes for this show. Um, if you go over to gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash Francisco Chiazzo. Or you can just type in, uh, go to GoFundMe and then search uh, Francisco Chiazzo and you will be able to um, get all the details there. Um, Really quick before we we finish up for the week here, um, we did mention a couple of things on the show, one of which being uh, Seth Rollins' uh, injury. Now, we weren't sure exactly how bad it was. We didn't really know what would happen. And there was like a certain segment saying oh we're totally injured he's he's gonna have to get rid of the belt or you know they're gonna have to to do this that and the other we got an answer last night uh raw actually was was pretty good last night there's two major segments there was cody and punk which we'll probably talk about on, on the show proper on, on friday because that's when we tape um for anyone who doesn't know but the main segment i want to talk about here was uh set rollins came out with gunter and there was a talk that gunter was going to maybe challenge for the belt and and get it off him, and then Elimination Chamber, and all this other stuff that just didn't happen. Seth Rollins uh, had this to say on the show. Is that I don't give a damn what the doctors tell me. I don't give a damn how hard I have to rehab, how hard I have to push this knee. I will keep my promise. I will take this title into WrestleMania. Hey. And I will do every single thing in my power to walk out of WrestleMania the World Heavyweight Champion. But there we go. You know, it, it seems like, yeah, he is injured. He does need to rehab it. He's probably, you know, as they say, done himself a damage. But um, it, it does seem like he is hurt. But it's not um, career ending. Obviously, it's not WrestleMania ending. Uh, so it looks like he will be at WrestleMania uh, against CM Punk for the world title. And they haven't announced that yet. But that's, you know, that looks like what's happening, folks. CM Punk and Seth Rollins are, are probably going to be at the main event of night one. I would nearly bet the house on that, uh, assuming no injury or if uh, Seth Rollins actually is able to do it. But there we go. I mean, this is how quick things change uh, in in wrestling. We don't really obviously know uh, what's going to happen week to week, but that seems like it's uh, a lot of the the worrying now seems to have been passed and... Yeah, that's that's really good to hear. Uh, Raw was quite good again last last night. If you guys didn't get a chance to watch it, uh, we probably will be talking about the the CM Punk segment in more detail um, on Friday. 
And is there, if there's anything you want us to cover, you can, of course, send it over to uh, the social media on the com. Coming up, uh, as I said, we have a couple of things in the pipeline. Want to get more guests on the show. Uh, want to try and get back on our timeline. We're going to be doing some more TNA stuff. Uh, TNA obviously hit really hard with the Hard to Kill pay-per-view. And then the Snake Eyes show uh, the the day after with the debut of Nick Nemeth or uh, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, some really good, a really good promo actually where um, it was brought up saying no one's going to remember Nick Nemeth. It's going to be asked where Dolph Ziggler went. That was pretty fun. Um, that was a really good promo I have to say. And uh, I, I'm thrilled that he's there. It seems like it's a, it really is a good place for him. And he's going to be a massive, massive boon to that company. And a mega star in the company. I do think TNA are doing everything the right way. Particularly now having Moose as the world champion. It gives uh, the, the younger guys there or the, the more cruiserweight kind of guys uh, a, 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 quote, WWE style, uh, you know, traditional WWE style guy to go after. Because that's one thing I noticed about Moose. He is like, not even WWE, actually, he's more Goldberg. He's, he's Goldberg, you know, uh, and and that's a really uh, good foil for them. So uh, very, very excited for the future of TNA there. And Okada, Okada's left Japan and uh, it looks like he, well, he was in uh, Impact, um, but he's also uh, making the rounds. So we don't really know where he's going to land yet. He could be an Impact, could be an AW, could be in WWE. That is a developing story that we will keep an eye on, guys. But that's a quick news roundup uh, to finish out the show this week. My name has been Daryl O'Connor. We'll talk to you next week where we're going to be talking about more normal wrestling things, uh, more of our reg- regularly scheduled programming. The Royal Rumble is next week, so we'll probably be talking about some Royal Rumble type stuff. And um, then we'll probably go back to our timeline as we're on the road to WrestleMania, if this is your first time checking out the show, please do like, subscribe, spread the word of the podcast, and um, go over to our social media and contact us, because, uh, yeah, this is your show. We'd, we'd like to uh, know what you guys want us to cover and uh, hear your feedback. You can also email us as well. All those links are over on TheWrestlingRewind.com. So from everybody here at The Wrestling Rewind, we'll talk to you next week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Bye, guys. else to do on a Saturday, if you like nerd things, now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media radio network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.